Casey Thompson last night said, I should be back in about seven weeks. You are Locked On Huskers, your daily podcast on the Nebraska Cornhuskers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, gang, DP, uh, Locked On Huskers. I want to thank you for making Locked On Huskers your first watch, first listen each and every single day. Greatly appreciate you hanging out with us again. Follow, like, subscribe, share if you would. Uh, you can put comments down below and we'll get to it. I want to thank the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Uh, make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. It's right there. Uh, more information and said we'll share more details as to what you can do, especially heading into this weekend as we go into Super Bowl 57. Over the course of the show, I want to go through a couple of conversations last night. Had the chance to be at a recruiting event uh, for the Huskers. Um, in that space, uh, new coach, special teams coach Ed, Ed Foley, uh, but also MJ Sherman, who we will talk about on Monday. Uh, Billy Kemp IV from Virginia, who is now – uh, on the, in the receiving core, we'll talk about him in the first segment coming up, and then in the second segment, we'll talk about Casey Thompson, who was also at the event, who shares some information on his health, what's going on. Uh, he gave some details about the actual injury itself, um, and then his plan to battle uh, for that number one spot uh, at the quarterback position. But, but I want to start with a young man from from my home Commonwealth. Commonwealth of Virginia, uh, Highland Springs High School, uh, one of the uh, most prominent uh, football programs and athlete-producing uh, athlete uh, high schools in the state of Virginia, uh, Highland Springs High School in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Billy Kemp, uh, to describe him as, as, a, as a player. Now, one, you're getting into Charlottesville, you're getting the UVA, you've got the IQ. High IQ is necessary uh, to be in that space, um, and he did that. Now, he had numbers over the course of his time there, so it became pretty special uh, to watch the young man grow in this space. Um, and then we'll talk about his journey, the conversation he had uh, with Coach Matt Rule and choosing to come to Nebraska, um, being part of the, the, the rebranding and redirection uh, for the University of Nebraska. But uh, – most people know the story of, of uh, the shootings at the uh, within the university uh, program and what it did to the program, and it brought it to a complete halt. Um, and there were players who simply wanted to be in a different space. Uh, Kemp found out that he had an extra year of year, year eligibility after declaring for the NFL draft, pulled himself out of, out of the draft pool uh, and put himself in the transfer portal, but some of the numbers are impressive if you want to think about it. And we'll get into uh, some of the things that you find out from tape uh, from on Billy Kemp IV. But uh, in 2019, he played, uh, had 35 receptions over the course of the year, two touchdowns, um, eight yards a catch. And we'll go through some of the, what we saw on film with Kemp so you understand where these numbers come from. In year two, 2020, uh, 67 catches for 644 yards, uh, nine and a half yards a catch, 
six touchdowns. Probably his most explosive year, his most productive year was 2021, where for, for the Cavaliers, he had 74 catches, 725 yards, six touchdowns, um, and carried the ball quite a bit. Now, in a six-touchdown year, a lot of those are – these are not big, long plays. These are plays, explosive plays in the red zone uh, at things that he excels at. Now, think Elante Brown in this space for Husker fans and what they're familiar with. Think Elante Brown. Uh, he's 5'9", 170 pounds, give or take, uh, today, today and yesterday's meal. Uh, four, five, three, forty. Uh, in that space, um, he reminds me of a of a, of a friend of mine, Gary Clark. Uh, works in that space. Uh, for somebody that's five foot nine, one hundred and seventy pounds, you don't think of them being described as tough. But Kemp catches the ball in traffic. Kemp catches the ball early and and weaves through the through the chaos. Kemp has the ability and the willingness to cross the middle of the field, uh, get downhill, get vertical, and not worry about it. Great hands, catches the ball uh, in traffic, um, is a really good wide receiver screen guy, uh, which was a part of what uh, Marcus Satterfield likes to do. He's a – Kemp is a quarterback's best friend type of receiver in that he gets into congested windows – right from tackle to tackle in that in that quarterback's window. And if the quarterback has to fit the ball in into a tight squeeze, Kemp is pretty sure with his hands, gets the ball down, brings it down in traffic, gets positive yards, and then allows them to reset. Uh, that inside flip pass where he comes in motion, uh, kind of a jet, jet, jet screen sort of deal, that works for Kemp. He's not afraid to, to catch it in traffic, uh, get outside of the big and get outside the boundary, uh, and then get upfield and get positive yards. Now, we're not looking at uh, him in the passing game as a 60-yard pass sort of guy unless it's a catch and, and run situation rather than him just blazing a 4-5 and getting vertical for 70 yards, although he can do that. Again, that 4-5 speed, that's kind of in the space where that is. But his game is toughness. His game is willingness to catch in space, uh, catch in traffic, and then get vertical. Doesn't need to be outside the numbers, although uh, he's pretty good outside the numbers. Uh, but also, when it comes to the wide receiver screen, this is a thing that Kemp does well. His toughness is just impressive. Impressive. Explosive, puts his foot in the ground, great hips, uh, able to get into space, and he is a separation guy. So him running uh, hitch routes, that's his forte. He can play in his foot strong enough to get separation, fast enough to get separation, and then tough enough to make the tough catch in tough times and then get vertical on the field. That is the thing that uh, that Billy Kim can do. And if you're, whether it's Casey Thompson or Jeff Sims, that's impressive. You need those guys out on the field. So uh, that's a little bit of who that young man is. We'll throw it to break. Um I, I do want to say this. We'll talk about Casey Thompson and what he's gone through and what he will go through. We'll talk about Jeff Sims and what he brings to the table. But I'll say this. It'll be a competition, and all parties involved seem to be fit for battle.
Casey Thompson is prepared, but we'll talk about that when we, when we come back from break. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Huskers uh, your first listen today. Greatly appreciate it. For second listen, check out brand new podcast, uh, Locked on College Basketball. Uh, Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything uh, you need to know on the floor and off. Plus, you hear from big time experts, coaches, players, etc. Um, all good stuff throughout the basketball landscape, Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube or whatever way you consume your podcast. More Locked on Huskers when we come right back. Welcome back to Locked On Huskers. Once again, thank you, I'm DP. 93.7 The Ticket FM in Lincoln, America, home of the Fighting Huskers, University of Nebraska, uh, where we love to shout, go big red, and you have to accept it because, quite frankly, we're better than you. Um, I want to thank the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, here's what they're offering now. Uh, you'll get go to locked, uh, fanduel.com slash locked on. No sweat first bet. That'll be the code that you're going to use. No sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Super Bowl bets in place. Go ahead and get it done. Eagles one and a half point favorite. The over-under is 50 and a half. I'm not telling you what to bet. I'm just telling you where to go if you do. How about that? Uh, in that space. Um, interesting that. In the room last night, so this was a recruiting group and it was a fundraiser, but in the space, uh, MJ Stewart, uh, who we will talk about next week, um, impressive young man from, from, from Georgia, uh, family from uh, the DMV area, uh, specifically Baltimore, but DMV and St. John's uh, College Prep, impressive young man. Uh, had a lot to say, and we will share those details and things that he had to say uh, from last night. We'll do that uh, next week. But also in that room last night, uh, Coach uh, Ed Foley was in the building and some great storytelling about how uh, how he was brought to Nebraska and why. Uh, conversation between him and uh, uh, Matt Rule uh, coming to the house as Ed Foley was mowing his lawn and mentioned – uh, several schools. He mentioned Colorado, he mentioned Auburn, and he mentioned Nebraska. And in that space that, well, Coach Foley immediately said, well, from that, what I noticed was uh, that Nebraska, even though they were two and four, they had 90,000 people in the building. That sort of support and fan base and enthusiasm and connection was where he suggested uh, Matt Rule go. And as he said, well, wherever Matt was going, I was going to go. So uh, whether Matt invited me or not. <laughs> um, so that's kind of the fun thing that happens in that space. But also in that room was Casey Thompson. And Husker fans know that Casey had uh, surgery uh, on his shoulder. Uh, as Casey explained, the injury occurred pretty early in the season. He thought it was Georgia Southern, or Georgia State. Um whichever Georgia that was, uh, <laughs> um, but week two. Uh, and then noticed again uh, in the following week against Oklahoma that uh, just a little bit after games, uh, he said, normally you're sore the day after, but in this case he was sore immediately after the game to the point where he couldn't shower. So he went to the doctors and the, and the experts, and then they made a decision. Of course, they, they told him the torn labrum. 
he wanted to compete. He wanted to play. And any Husker fan knows that. If you know anything about Casey Thompson, that he wants to compete. He wanted to contribute. Would feel like a part of it. I mean, he was the leader in this group. Um, and then there's a change of coaching staff, of course. Um, he wanted to be a part of the good change for Nebraska football, which is admirable. I uh, played a little bit more, and then they realized, okay, this thing is this thing needs repair. Uh, postseason had the surgery immediately after the season. He is currently in week nine in his recovery. Week nine. And he, he sat with a, a, a football under his arm to kind of help him with that shoulder. And, <laughs> you know, it looked it looked interesting, but he had it there and he kind of rested his forearm on it uh, to alleviate. But he also did a thing where he explained that he's above, he's ahead of schedule. Now he's still going to follow. He's being coachable. So he's going to follow the instructions of, of, of the health staff, uh, strength staff. Um, but the original diagnosis was 16 weeks of recovery before he could throw a football. Um, he's at nine. Uh, his full expectation is that he'll be able to throw a football by spring game. Not sure what his involvement or participation will be in the spring game. But he also pointed out that he's working out. So he's doing lower body work. He's doing uh, – he's being productive uh, with his core. Uh, his cardio is still good. Uh, but he's able to do all the film studies. He's able to to meet with the receivers group, uh, find out who those people are, get to know them, lead that way, <laughs> um, which, again, is another impressive thing when you talk about Casey Thompson, that he's he's aware that leadership is not just a participation thing. He needs to add the IQ. He needs to uh, add the connection, the chemistry. Uh, he watch the film study with the players, know who they are, know what they like, uh, know how they process because everybody processes differently, and then learn the coaching staff because he's got a new offensive coordinator. And as he pointed out, this is his fifth offensive coordinator in six years. Like people talk about people who are uh, uh, NFL ready and their ability to, to learn the pro game and learn on the fly. Well, as he pointed out, he's had a different coach every year. So it's not uncommon for him to have to be fluid and flexible and learning. He has to learn systems every year. He's had to. It would be interesting to have seen if he had been in one system under one uh, coaching leadership uh, over the course of his career. That's not his, his testimony or his story, but he's aware and he's learning. He is a student of the game. And if you've heard him speak in post games and at press conferences, Casey Thompson loves football. He loves the breakdown of football. He loves the X's and O's. Uh, he understands the cerebral part of it, the psychological part of it. And that was on full display, but he also spoke to, well, I'm a competitor. I'm not giving up anything. Um, it'll all be earned. He plans on being the starter. He plans to, to, to outwork everybody. Uh, we'll talk next week about Jeff Sims and what he brings to the table and why this is a matter of discussion. But it was apparent that Casey Thompson was aware. Nothing that's going on is a surprise to him. He has a plan for everything. And in all of that planning, work. Work is the paramount. And that's the priority and the focus. And it's pretty cool to listen to the young man go through and have those discussions. Um, he's also working with, I mean, there was a natural, what seemed like a natural bond between he and Billy Kemp, the fourth. 
by the receiver. Uh, as a matter of fact, the first pass of the season was thrown last night, and it wasn't Casey Thompson. They ran a version of uh, of, of a reverse pass with Billy Kemp taking a pitch from Casey Thompson and throwing it to the person who won the bid uh, for the signed autograph football. Um, I hate to tell you, Husker fans, but the first pass of the season was incomplete. <laughs> Anytime the first pass of the season is thrown by a receiver, uh, percentages go down. <laughs> it's cute. It's a great story. And it's not always productive. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but that's real talk. Uh, we'll throw it to break here. We'll come back. <laughs> Close out. We'll set the table uh, for Super Bowl week. There's some prop bets for you to think about and consider. We'll talk about those. We'll thank the sponsors. And then we'll break down further and get you ready for Super Bowl weekend. We'll be right back to Locked on Huskers. Thank you, everybody. DP, Derek Pearson, 93.7, the ticket in Lincoln, uh, America, home of the Fighting Huskers. Um, and Fighting Huskers is what we're, we're proposing. So uh, that's what we're hoping for. I want to thank, once again, the folks from FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, America's number one sportsbook. And it's the only app you need for a Super Bowl party. Go to FanDuel.com. The code is slash locked on, so you get to that phase where they give you the special bets. Um, if you go to that space, and then your claim will be no sweat first bet. You use that code, and that will get you some additional goodies uh, on the website as you do your bets. Again, the Eagles are one-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, there's some prop bets. Uh, how long will the, the, the national anthem be? Uh, here's a fact for you, by the way. Uh, the longest super, uh, anthem in Super Bowl history recorded by Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys had the longest. But you can prop bet, jump on who's going to score the first touchdown, uh, halftime bets, quarterly bets. Uh, the over-under is 50-and-a-half. The Eagles are currently a one-and-a-half point favorite. Um, but who scores? Does Jalen Hurts throw for over or under 238 yards for the game? Does Patrick Mahomes throw over? or under 292 and a half yards per game, who will be the rushing leader, and, of course, who will win the MVP. All sorts of prop bets. Just jump on FanDuel.com slash locked on. Code's there for you uh, to go through. Um, next week, there's lots to cover. Uh, I do want to shout out uh, the basketball team and opportunity. Uh, four out of six games at home at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Chance to do that. Uh, shout out to the women's softball team who got their season started on Friday uh, down in Houston. They're currently one and one. One more game today. They'll play a weekend's worth. Baseball picks up next week. Uh, two athletes on the track and field were the athletes of the week for the Big Ten Conference. Uh, so that's good. Our friends and family at uh, Axelina jo uh, Johansson uh, doing that for the Lasers. She set the, uh, their softball uh, shot put record as well. So it'll be a busy weekend. Handle your, your, your Super Bowl business. Uh, stay contacted and connected with your Husker information. We'll provide that here. Again, like, follow, subscribe, share. Do that. You can leave your comments down in the station. If we're missing anything or there's anything you want us to talk about, put it down in the comments. We'll get to it in the next episode. Again, enjoy your weekend. I want to thank the folks once again uh, for making Locked On Huskers your first listen, first watch today. Uh, for your second listen, check out the Locked On College Basketball Um 
podcast. Uh, Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, bring it to you. Everything you need to know on the floor and off. Everything that is college basketball, locked on college basketball, available on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You know how we get down on Locked on Huskers. We close it with the three words that mean the most. Go Big Red!